BreakStuff.Market, your new innovative and global marketplace for trading cards, stickers, and sports memorabilia. They offer one of the lowest commission fees on the market, provide an easy setup from every device, of course, also mobile responsive. Secure transactions via PayPal or Stripe and Safe Collectors Community. Join it now and get ready to buy some awesome collectibles or sell some of your collective stuff and make a good profit. The Fantasy Unicorns Podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. Let's go ahead and turn on the shot clock and change the game here for this episode. So in this episode, I'm just going to condense it and make sure that I give you the content and I'm not dancing back and forth dribbling the ball because I do get in the habit of doing that. And from time to time, I will continue to do that, but I want to change the pace up for this episode. So there's only going to be two sections. The first section, we're going to talk about NBA bench mobs, something that is new a little bit. And what that's going to consist of is players that are coming from the bench or the possibility coming off the bench to get playing time that could be utilized in your dynasty league and also the redraft leagues that maybe these players you can consider. And then for the last uh, segment, this is just going to be the clutch shot. And this clutch shot is going to be different. Well, probably essentially the same. The only difference is, is a player that I believe is going to break out this year. And I know a lot of people may not be on board with it, which is understandable, but I, I like to take chances on certain players and, and it's definitely a player that I think you guys should stick in at the end of the episode to kind of see the player that I like this year, um, the possibility of breaking out. So with that being said, and I'm ready to take people on for a ride. And the first player from the NBA bench mob that I want to talk about here is a guy that he had a good season last year and it's Terrence Ross for the Orlando Magic. Terrence Ross had essentially a career year that, you know, maybe a lot of people didn't talk about, which is kind of understandable because he was a player that if you guys remember, if you play fantasy for years, I'm assuming you have, because if you're listening to this dynasty um, podcast, since we're, you know, dynasty driven, but give redraft flavor, you know, this guy, Terrence Ross has been in the league for some years, right? I don't know if many people remember he dropped like a 50 bomb burger, which is like 50 points in a game. And then everybody rushed out in the free agency and grabbed him like, you know, uh, like hotcakes. And then like, he just basically did not flourish. It almost reminds me of that year. If you guys play fantasy football, so years ago, like Ogletree scored like two touchdowns for the Cowboys and he did nothing after that, but you just have to be careful. Oh gosh, I just, I just went on an ISO rant, but anyways, let's get back to it. <laughs> so Terrence Ross last year, he finished what 91st overall last year ranked in, you know, nine cat category leagues. The thing that you have to take in consideration with this player is you're going to get him at typically a coupon cutting rate value um, or bargain. But the thing is about him, what, has actually showed up for him for this past year is Terrence Ross, I like to call him T. Ross, T. Payne, whatever. He had almost three three-pointers a game. He was at 2.7 three-pointers a game. And then even the last couple of months of the season, he was over three three-pointers a game. And that obviously boosted up his value. At the same time, the last couple of years, he's got a little bit more minutes this year or this past year. And then, you know, his his field goal percentage was a tad bit better than what it was last year. 
And another thing that I like about what Terrence Ross was just doing this past year is his usage rate went up. He was at a 17.4 the prior year, and then this past year he was at 23.6. That's a, a, a big boost uh, for a player like him that just kind of came out the woodwork. And he's These are the type of players that you always want to basically – because since we are dynasty-driven, you have to make sure that you're – on the free agency hard, looking for these type of players that can come out of nowhere. And now this could have just been a lucky year for him, honestly, could have been. But I'm going to, if I'm in a dynasty league, which I'm sure you guys are, or in redraft league, I'm going to see where I can get him at. You're going to get him past the hundreds in most of your most of your leagues. And if you need three-pointer, three-point streaming points, then this is the guy to have. And although he may not start, just be, let me just put this in perspective Consensus is the NBA bench mob segment that I, you know, that I want to run with you guys. Just keep this in mind. Just because a player comes off the bench doesn't mean he's not going to be valuable for you for your team. Of course, we would love all players to start, but that can actually come in reverse and like reverse psychology because even if a player starts, they can be quickly back on the bench for someone, a reserve player that's going to get more minutes. So sometimes it doesn't really matter for player starts. We, of course, we all as fantasy, as a, owners in fantasy community, we all want our players to start to get all the minutes and soak it up. I get it. But he's going to provide you that time, right? Next guy up on the bench mob that I want to talk about. This is a real deep one, okay? It's Daniel Gafford for the Chicago Bulls. And I know it's like, ah, Chicago Bulls, you know, I don't know if I want certain players for the Bulls. Let's just kind of put that stuff aside for a minute. Daniel Gafford, and another thing, I know it's the summer league, but he was doing really well. He was a double-double guy with 20-plus points in the, the summer league. And Chicago got a steal in this pick. And you're like, well, Starks, you know, is he going to really get rotation minutes out the gate? Maybe, maybe not. But the thing is, Wendell Carter Jr., is, as you guys know, like, and I'll actually talk about him a tad bit before we get to the clutch shot because he was one of the gut calls that I, you know, I mentioned last year that if he gets the opportunity, he can flourish. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. Daniel Gafford gets the opportunity, which is going to be hard because what? You got Wendell Carter Jr. in front of him and then marketing. They play him at the four. So this is the point that I want to make. Wendell Carter Jr. is still getting his injuries. He's licking his wounds right now. Hopefully, he's going to be ready by the beginning of the season. But Daniel Gafford is a guy that you have to basically draft in all your Dynasty League formats, especially if you have Wendell Carter Jr. And if you are familiar with the handcuff saying, then you need to make sure that you're handcuffing Wendell Carter Jr. with Daniel Gafford. If you don't, reach out to the GM and, and see if you could dial him up and see if you can get a trade because this is a player that would be a good handcuff to have on your team. And will he get minutes out the gate this year? Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. It, it doesn't seem that he might get the time this year, but I'll say he's a player that I definitely want in a deep league because this is, to me, the the, the, the type of stats he was putting up in a summer league, again, of course, the dynasty, or of course, it was the summer league. But he is a player that I would love to have in my league, my dynasty league, and to see what happens in the redraft league. You're most likely not going to draft him in your redraft league, but he's a name that you want to make sure that you're watching. And if he is getting minutes down the stretch of the season in Chicago, then that that could be beautiful. That could be musical, musical, uh, musical chairs. It could be music to your ears, right? So the last person in the bench mob that I want to definitely talk about real quick is Zaire Smith. That 
he had another, you know, he had a pretty good summer league. And I think he, oh man, he was under the gun, what, this past year because I think it was the Fracture Jones that he had in his foot. I'm going to tell you like this, Fracture Jones is not nothing to play with for that injury, but it's good that he had it young because, you know, if you have it later in your career, it can kind of put a damper on you. And I don't know if many people, well, I'm sure many people remember a few years ago, Kevin Durant had this, a Fracture Jones in his foot and he came back and he re-injured it, but, and then obviously, well, gosh, he's injured now, like Katie's injured now, but the point with the, the, the Jones fracture, it's, it's not a joke, but it's good to have him back, and he's looked good in the summer league, and then actually he strung a couple of games, you know, last year uh, before the season ended. Now, here's the kicker about why I'm actually excited for Zaire Smith um, this year is because what they got rid of JJ Reddick. Well, I don't want to just say they got rid of him, but JJ Reddick is not there anymore. Jimmy Butler is not there anymore. So from the bench mob, I want I want to take this guy. I want to pick him up in a dynasty league, and you're going to get him criminally cheap too. Cutting coupons with Zaire Smith, you can probably get him maybe even past 150 in some of your leagues. And that is a game changer because he can, if you give him 20 minutes a game, I'm going to be honest with you. He's a game changer, and he may get more minutes as time progresses on. Obviously, you know, Philadelphia is a stacked team. You know, don't get me wrong, but he could be one of the first men off the bench um, at, at the guard, the two spot, and maybe he can play a little three. So I think he has the opportunity because what? There's Josh Richardson you got, you're looking at and Tobias Harris, right? They're going to be the starters. We know that. But then you have the the next people up is is either James Ennis at the at the three and then like at the two Zaire Smith like you got just look at it it's it, to me it sticks out that Zaire Smith could possibly be the sixth man of the team and if he's not he's going to get playing minutes or playing time it's going to happen it's going to happen and I think this is the year that if you're in a league right now dynasty format I think he's one of the players out of the players that I talked about. He has the probably the hot. Well, I want to say the high ceilings, but he has a very high ceiling. And these are the type of players that can be a game changer for you in your dynasty formats. If you're building young, man, he's a player that I'm all over. uh, I'm all over. Bar none. So let me just go ahead and move on to the clutch shot. It looks like I'm doing pretty good. I didn't think I'd be able to (laughs) keep it shorter, but it, it looks like that I'm going that route. All right. So. The clutch shot, the shot of the night, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world, is uh, <laughs> this may not be a, a fan favorite, and I might lose fans saying this. But the thing is about me. Let me just let me backpedal a little bit. Before this season started, there's a couple of guards that I I spoke about that I was confident in that may many people. I wouldn't say many people, but there was experts that was kind of not on the board, on the band or on the train or on the echoes, right? De'Aaron Fox was one guy that I was backing before the season started and um, D'Angelo Russell. Those two players I wanted in all of my leagues if possible last year. And they was able to help me anchor some championships and then some I didn't win, right? But those are the type, those two type of players right there were game changers to help you in a league. And one thing that holds true in a redraft format in a dynasty league. Now, I know people are accustomed, you know, I say, you know, I'm ready to take people on for a ride, try to take someone on a ride and trades. But to be honest with you, the most satisfying thing to do is 
grabbing people from the free agency and also trying to get that next breakout player or the next bounce back player for the season. Now, De'Aaron Fox um, was a guy that I I believe was going to have a bounce back year, and he did. He he passed my expectations, actually. But here, let me just not beat around the bush to the player that I want to talk about, because I can fall flat on my face and be wrong, but you have to take a risk on certain players around, what, the 90s, 120 range, around that range. So the player that I believe that's going to have a bounce back season is Dennis Smith Jr., and you're like, oh, gosh, no, Starks. No, it's not going to happen. You're like, no, how can that be? His, his efficiency is terrible. He had the opportunity in New York last year. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. I get it. I, guys, I get it. I, I'm, I'm with you in that aspect. And then there's also experts like, yo, I'm cool on him. I get it. I get it. But here's the thing about me. And, and as, as you guys know, I talked about the opera system. And you're like, well, you broke down the opera system. And you're like, his, his per 36 numbers ain't there. It's not looking like that. That's fine, too. But sometimes I have to go against the grain, even in my own formula, and go by the gut feeling. And you're like, well, how can you incorporate a gut feeling into that still? That I, I could probably try. It's just I, I just can't. I, I re- that I just can't. It's more of an instinct. So let me just kind of backtrack on what I'm trying to say a little bit about Dennis Smith Jr., this at this point in time in your season, if you started a dynasty league, and again, I'm just forewarning. If you guys don't want to hear about Dennis Smith, you guys can cut the podcast off. That that's your that's a disclaimer out there. But you're going to be able to get Dennis Smith Jr. right now. I think at the lowest of the low right now in any leagues. If you could try to trade for him, you you ought to do it right now. And then I know the reports. Okay, so okay, so I know some of the reports were saying, "Hey, you know, you got Elfer Payton. He might start over him." And I get it. That that's definitely a possibility. That could be a possibility. But and then also you're like, "It's the New York Knicks. I don't want to touch any of those those Knicks, right? None of those New York Knicks." I get it. I hear you. And at the same time, I don't want to really touch any of those Knicks either. This is a dangerous game. But the question holds true is, what if? You're like, what if what? What if he is a breakout or a bounce back candidate player? He is a game changer for you in your dynasty league, in your redraft league, because you're going to be able to get him past the hundreds right now, easily. You should, at least you should. And the reason why, you know, like I said, the echo, if they're echoing Dennis Smith, they're echoing like, nah, I'm cool. He's trash. I'll let someone else have him. Perfect. I'm going to go against the echo, what the bad negativity that they're saying about him. I'm actually going to go the own route of what I'm believing he's going to bounce back. Okay, so why do you why do I think he's going to bounce back? Well, the numbers don't really speak of a bounce back year. It really doesn't doesn't fit the bill. I get it. But let me say this about Dennis Smith Jr. When he went to New York last year. You expecting him to do well. He did. Ha- he strung a couple of good games out there, but it was very inefficient. I get it. You got to have efficiency somewhere. Field goal percentage is trash. Free throw percentage is trash. Like, I think he was shooting like at one point at 29% at the three point line and like even 50%, I think, at the free throw line. And I'm just going off of just going by what I remember, right? 
But the thing about Dennis Smith Jr. that was different is his usage rate went up. And it should have been. Now, obviously, when he was in Dallas, it's the Luka show. Luka just had the higher usage rate. So Dennis Smith had to take a, a massive back seat to him. Granted, we know Luka is the man. So Dennis Smith wasn't going to fill any shoes next to Luka. We get it. But anyways, in New York now, he had the opportunity last year. And you're like, well, Starks, he didn't do anything last year. And you're like, get to the point. I get it. He didn't. Here's my point. I'm looking at New York's team. Where's the points going to come from? Mitch Robinson is probably the best, well, the best player in the New York Knicks, right? The block specialist guy. But let me just say this real quick about Mitch Robinson. I love him like everybody else loves him in the fantasy community. But Mitch Robinson is not going to drop 20 plus points a game. If he does, man, I'll, correct me. I'll, I'll be wrong and I can, I can embrace it and I can, and I can accept that. But you're not going to get 20 plus points a game. So who's going to be your scorer? Julius Randle? Yeah, he's going to have some good games. Oh, wait a minute. R.J. Barrett, right? He's going to have a lot of inconsistency. Kevin Knox, right? Yeah, inconsistencies. Alfred Payton, is he going to score a lot? Where's the points going to come from? That's what I'm saying. And Alfred Payton might start, I get it, but is Alfred Payton going to score a lot of points? So Dennis Smith, this has to be the year for him. Again, I will go down on the ship on certain players, and this is the guy I'm going to go down on the ship with, whether I'm right or wrong. His usage rate has, I believe it's increased by 5%, and that is nothing to take lightly moving from team to team. He has to get his efficiency up. He has to somewhere. I get it. And if he doesn't, you're going to just be punting field goal and free throw percentage if he, if he doesn't have any efficiency whatsoever this year. But my main thing is, please, at least get to 27-plus minutes a game. If, if Fisdale can at least give him 27 minutes a game, I just believe this year, somehow, someway, he's going to have a better year. And this is going on the limb. I think he could be a top 90 player ranking this year. That's like ninth. I think he could be ninth round, uh, ninth round value this year. And you're going to get him at a very cheap cost right now. Now... As time progresses on after this episode, as you guys know, NBA season comes around and maybe he starts exploding in the preseason. If that's the case, then obviously the value atmosphere changes all over the place where players value changes and skyrockets up because the preseason changed the, 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 the mentality of a lot of people, even myself. You know, some people say, hey, summer league doesn't do anything or preseason doesn't do nothing, but that's true to a certain extent, but at the same time, it still makes you think a little different. So, uh, and again, a lot of people may not be fans of Dennis Smith Jr. And I can get it. I get that. But I, I will take the risk on him in a lot of my leagues. I will try to get him past the hundreds. And there's obviously other players that can break out around that range. You, At that point in time in the draft, you should be taking flyers on certain players. If there is a, a consistent producer that is young, then yeah, of course, that's the bottom line is you do that. But at the same time, make sure you're getting them flyer picks. And just a, a, a random thing or a random food of thought or train of thought or wherever I'm going with this, as you guys know, um, I'm going on the ISO right now, it seems like. But I'm gonna I'm start closing shop up closing shop up here, is you have to start taking flyers on players when you draft. 
okay? If, if you're trying to win or even play the long game, you're going to have to take flyers eventually. And what I mean by that is you have to take a risk on younger talent or players that you believe is going to break out. Whether you're wrong or right, it's going to happen. And don't feel bad. It happens to all of us. It happens to all the experts. It happens to the people that doesn't play fantasy at all. Or they're just getting started. It's going to happen. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You can find me on my Twitter handle at Starks underscore industry. You can find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. You can find me on Reddit, Starks 21. And actually, I want to give a shout out to a new listener uh, to the podcast. Again, I, we got we appreciate you guys, you know, following us and listening to us. It's uh, Mr. ACM Jr. So thank you for giving us the um to subscribe. If you guys can, you know, obviously subscribe to our podcast, give us a five-star review. And then at the same time, you know, we have the fantasyunicorns.com. We got great articles that is dropped there most of the time. And uh, we have some new additions to the team, uh, I believe, and Tony. And then we also have Kyle, a part of the team. So appreciate you guys joining us, the unicorns. So if you guys have any questions, you know where to find me at, you know where to find the other unicorns at. And with that being said, have a good evening, morning, afternoon, and take a ride.